Now today's federal newscast. Veterans who got a referral for private sector treatment from the Veterans Affairs Department are potentially waiting up to 70 days for routine care. That's if VA medical facilities and third-party administrators took the maximum number of days to schedule a veteran's appointment. The Government Accountability Office studied the current Veterans Choice Program. GAO says VA should set a reasonable wait time goal to make sure treatment facilities are meeting the department's expectations. It also made 10 recommendations for VA's future consolidated community care program. President Trump is expected to sign VA's new consolidated care program into law later this week. The Veterans Board of Appeals says it's on track to process 81,000 appeals by the end of the fiscal year. It's signed over 53,000 to date. The VA says last year's appropriation of $42 million helped the Board of Appeals hire over 200 decision-writing attorneys, 24 veterans law judges, and others. More staff and the board's effort to streamline processes helped the agency process more claims this year. The president's former nominee to lead the Veterans Affairs Department is now under investigation by the Pentagon's Inspector General. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. A spokesman for the DODIG says the office decided a formal investigation into Rear Admiral Ronnie Jackson was warranted after an initial review of the facts, but it's unclear precisely which facts the office is looking into. The IG declined to comment on whether it's a criminal investigation or an administrative one. Jackson is still a member of the White House Medical Office, but is no longer the president's personal physician. Trump withdrew his VA nomination after allegations about his behavior as a leader of that organization. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. DOD is expanding its support for military families with special needs. It launches its Exceptions Family Member Program for recourses, options, and consultants. The program puts families in touch with teams to help find them services, benefits, and care. It's available through Military OneSource. A former defense intelligence officer is arrested for attempting to send national defense information to China. The Justice Department says Ron Hansen not only attempted to transmit the information to Chinese government officials, but received at least $800,000 acting as an agent of China. If convicted, he faces life in prison. It may take hundreds of millions of dollars or more to make the Defense Department's facilities cybersecure, according to a new report from the Pentagon's Inspector General. DOD says it still does not have a full inventory of the cyber vulnerabilities in its buildings. The department is also hurting for experts able to fix issues with facilities control systems. Three quarters of all agencies are struggling to manage cyber risk and OMB is sending help. A strong majority of federal cyber programs are at risk or at high risk of failure. The Office of Management Budget calls those new findings unacceptable. And now OMB and DHS are doing something about it by enhancing FISMA CIO metrics to focus on capabilities to mitigate threats identified in the cyber threat framework. Additionally, DHS has put the cyber threat framework into practice via its .gov cybersecurity architecture review program. The program is based on a tool developed by the NSA for DOD to map defensive capabilities against intelligence-informed threats. I'm Jason Miller. The Defense Information Systems Agency unveils its replacement to the current Electronic Questionnaires for Investigations Processing, or EKIP system. EAP will officially replace the current system sometime by the end of the fiscal year after DISA receives feedback from 1,000 Army users who are testing it. DISA redesigned the online standard forms for users to apply for a security clearance. EAP splits up the entire application process into 10 sections. Users can now jump back and forth between them more easily. The Merit Systems Protection Board updates its operating guide for when the agency lacks a quorum. The guide now reflects a new law allowing the agency to extend an employee's stay with the Office of Special Counsel when the board lacks a quorum. It also reflects a change that lets appellants withdraw a petition for review in situations when the board lacks a quorum. President Trump announced two nominations to sit on the MSPB, but neither nomination has been through the Senate confirmation process yet. 
The Patent and Trademark Office circles June 19th on its calendar. Tom Temin tells us why in today's management report. On that Tuesday, USPTO will issue the nation's 10 millionth patent. Officials mark this milestone with an online retrospective detailing the history of the patent system. The first patent board consisted of three members of President George Washington's cabinet. Washington himself signed the first patent in 1790. The current PTO director, Andre Iancu, unveiled a new patent cover design at an innovation conference in March. I'm Tom Temin. There could be more chief customer officers at agencies in the future under the president's management agenda. Anita Riley, CCO of the General Services Administration, says agencies need to invest more resources into improving customer service in order to meet the White House's goal. Only about six agencies have chief customer officers. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.